This podcast mixtape is presented by Basic Space, Future Commerce for Generation X. For more on Basic Space, please visit basic.space or download the app on your iPhone. You're listening to Own the Future. I'm your host, Jesse Lee. On this episode, we have Imran Ahmed, the founder and CEO of Business of Fashion. We start by learning a bit more on Imran's story and how Business of Fashion came about and how fashion can play an important role in creating more positive changes around the world. Basically, I was a frustrated management consultant who left and through a variety of you know, different conversations and exploration that I was doing upon leaving, I set my sights on the fashion industry, worked on a startup incubator, which lasted very little time, only eight months. Uh, but it was actually during that, that period of setting up that incubator that I started documenting my thoughts and ideas and observations on a blog. At the time, there was no name for it, and I was really focused on just sharing my personal reflections with my friends and family. It was like really blogs were the first form of social media. You know, this is kind of pre-Facebook. Yeah, that eventually when the startup didn't work out, I just took the password off that blog and opened it up, and, and the rest is kind of history. You know, seven years later, closed a funding round. So the first six years, it was really operated as a passion project, which was still very much driven by my personal interest in the intersection of fashion and other things that I was seeing happening in the world, and eventually. Some investors approached me and decided to drop everything else I was doing and try to focus on turning this budding blog into a business. And today, we're a team of about 100 people in London, New York, Los Angeles, Shanghai, and Paris. And, you know, we offer a mixture of analysis and advice, online learning and development, careers and uh, events. And this year, all those events have been digital events. But, you know, traditionally, we've done quite big franchise flagship events all over the world. So it's a mixture of just, you know, everything we do is about serving and engaging this global community of people who either work in the fashion industry or in industries adjacent to fashion. What do you think um, the business of fashion's role is, right, in sort of both educating and forming, I would say, like industry-wide as well as consumer? Because I think what I've always felt that was unique to BFF was that initially maybe it was a B2B thing and an industry-wide note, but there's a consumer aspect to it, right? And I, and I really appreciate the way how you guys approach that. Is there a specific role in your mind of like how this is supposed to operate? Has it changed Yeah, I mean, because of the way BOF started, everything happened really organically. And from the start, some of the people who were following the blog and the newsletter, which is how it started, they had nothing to do with fashion from a professional standpoint. They were interested in it as uh, a consumer, or they were interested in it as an investor, or they were interested in it as just an avid follower of the interesting characters and people and you know, creativity that make up the fashion industry. So we never really call it B2B or B2C. It's kind of, you know, some people call it prosumer because there's a professional element and there's a consumer element. Sometimes we call it B2B2C. I mean, the people that we're writing for, the people who tend to pay for a subscription, the people who engage with us most actively are clearly people who work in the fashion industry. But you know, the fashion industry happens to be an industry that people are just curious about. And so if if I had started writing about steel or pharmaceuticals, 
you know, maybe there would be less consumer interest, but like other cultural industries, you know, film or sport uh, or music, there is a wider consumer interest in how these industries work and the people who make the industry happen. And so our focus is always on serving the industry people, but because of the nature of what we do, there's a much wider pool of people who end up following what we do. And, you know, in terms of what our role is, it's really to you know, open to inform and connect this global community. You know, before before BOF existed, most of the publications that were dedicated to writing about the fashion industry were traditional print-led publications with a very specific geographic focus. So you had trade publications in France and in Italy and in the UK and in the US and in lots of other places. And because historically they were just focused on creating a print publication for people in those markets, that was the lens with which they saw the industry. And from my vantage point, sitting on my sofa all those years ago uh, and starting to understand the growing global nature of the business, both in terms of the way products are created and brought to the market, but then also the consumers and clients that, you know, buy into the industry, you know, that's no longer and was no longer something that was limited to Western Europe and North America. You know, there there were emerging markets in India and China and in Brazil and in other places where, you know, there were also local fashion industries. And so one of the main goals of BOF is to kind of bring all of that industry together and kind of treat it as one global industry, as opposed to thinking about it in that kind of regional or national perspective. The other thing that we also aim to do, and this is partially informed by, you know, my previous background as a a management consultant. At the beginning, it was really hard because I didn't really know all that much about fashion, but I was very curious and I learned a lot. And I think bringing an outside perspective that kind of questions some of the prevailing traditional assumptions that people who work in fashion make about what fashion as a business should be or can be, how it should operate. Just being able to challenge and question some of those assumptions that have been around for a long time and bringing in a kind of outsider's perspective on the industry is really important. And then finally, it's also about thinking about fashion from a multidisciplinary perspective. So the fashion industry, like many other industries, it doesn't operate in a bubble. It is linked to so many other industries, so many other cultural movements that really thinking about fashion as a as one of the strands in a in a growing multidisciplinary integrated global economy and global culture is really important. And so the way that manifests itself for example is when we when we do our annual event which is called Voices. That event isn't about fashion people talking about fashion to other fashion people. That event is about bringing together people from a variety of disciplines and a variety of perspectives. So the academia, media, technology, other cultural industries, philanthropy, activism, like all of the things that are basically defining and shaping the world that we're in. All of those things matter to the fashion industry. And as over the last decade, as fashion has become a much more visible and accessible part of culture. It's also dawned upon us that, you know, actually fashion has quite an important role to play in shaping culture. And what we're trying to kind of impress upon people who work in fashion is their impact 
and their reach is so far beyond the realms of fashion. It integrates with everything now. It integrates with sport and film and music and food and art and culture. And so we're trying to bring all of those things together and have a conversation about fashion that is more complete than thinking about it as just this kind of standalone sector. And speaking of sort of, you know, fashion being an important part of a lot of other things and the cultural sort of relevance and importance in what's happening globally, are there other industries or sort of tangential stuff where you get inspired or inspiration from or where fashion gets inspiration from that may have been different in the past? Do you see any other trends or movements that can be directly sort of related to or impact what's happening in fashion? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, there's many, many layers to that. You know, I think over the years, as BOF was growing, I started writing about things external to fashion, which from my perspective, were eventually going to really collide with and intersect with the fashion industry. So the first example of that was um, social media, you know, and when BOF was started in 2007, It was like six months later that the iPhone came out and that Facebook really started to take off as like something outside of the college environment. And you see that the impact of technology on kind of giving access to anybody with a phone anywhere in the world to fashion imagery and to be part of a conversation about fashion has meant that, you know, for example, fashion shows, which were once restricted and limited to people who worked in the industry were now being broadcast and discussed by, you know, at the time, millions and now billions of people around the world. And it took a lot of time for the industry to really embrace the idea that actually this was going to be a new way to connect with customers. There was a very traditional model at first for the way fashion engaged with its customers. It did so through two primary mechanisms. The first was very, very controlled, aspirational advertising, which was designed to build desire and then drive people to a physical store. And then also through editorial in magazines, physical magazines usually. And, you know, those were also done oftentimes in very close collaboration with these, you know, really prestigious media brands like Vogue and Harper's Bazaar and GQ. And what social media did is just like cut out the need for those intermediaries and basically brands over time began realizing they could just speak directly to their customers. And so in the early days when I was propagating this idea that actually the fashion industry and fashion executives needed to pay attention to this shift in the way customers and people were spending their time, you know, it took years, frankly, for for everyone to really start to understand the impact of what was happening. The second theme that has now become a really fundamental part of the discourse on BOF is around everything around ethics and sustainability, which again, you know, five, 10 years ago uh, was really not front of mind for our industry. And I think it's only been in the last few years as the climate emergency has grown in terms of its awareness amongst, you know, people everywhere in the world, the understanding and transparency around what's happening in supply chains, the people who make our clothes, like the idea that you know, garments are made by people. And so introducing this idea into the, into the kind of wider discourse around fashion, but our responsibility as one of the biggest industries in the world with a lot of impact on greenhouse gas emissions, on the environment, on biodiversity, 
on the planet. That's been another very important theme that we've injected into the way we think about the fashion industry. And I guess the most recent theme that's emerged going back three or four or five years for BOF, but which really kind of took hold this year, I think in the first time, for the first time in a way that's serious is all about, you know, the way we as an industry think about inclusion, you know, diversity, these very overused, but very important words. And, you know, for years now, we've been trying to get the fashion industry to think about its responsibility, not just in terms of the image it projects to the outside world. So the people who appear in campaigns, but also the people who are making big creative and business decisions behind the scenes about how the fashion industry works. And as as our customer base becomes more global, it's incumbent on the industry to think about the way it interacts with and engages with a wider group of customers and the way those customers are then reflected inside the way fashion companies work, not just in the imagery which it projects. So I guess I'm a naturally curious person. I'm always trying to feel and get a sense of the zeitgeist of what's happening in a typical year, you know, in order to get some of this inspiration, you know, I'm on the road, I'm interacting with lots and lots of people outside fashion. I have gone and spent a lot of time at fashion weeks, but I spend just as much time, you know, in the worlds of, uh, technology or at places like TED or, you know, Davos or, you know, just other, you know, health and wellness conferences, like just trying to understand culture and the way fashion is intersecting with culture at large. And so I'm very much the kind of person who sees and is interested in the world at large, not just in a silo. There's so much power at the intersection, you know, and there's so much power at when you bring you know, even just the, the name, the business of fashion is the intersection of business and fashion. But now we've also added other intersections into the mix around sustainability and around ethics and around technology and around diversity and inclusion. And all of these topics now form like a really wide discourse at BOF. And I'm really proud of our team for being kind of really at the forefront of these conversations for a very long time. Well, you touched on three, I think, very important themes, technology, ethics, and sustainability, then um, sort of inclusion and diversity as like important aspects of where not just fashion, right, but where the world needs to be. So if you had COVID to the mix, what is your point of view on the future of retail, right? Do you have a specific point of view on that? COVID is an accelerant for sure. But it's also the unique convergence at the same time of a bunch of different things happening at once that's created this very unique opportunity for reinvention. You know, as I pause here, having not left the UK rather since March, and that's someone who used to travel like 150, 60 days a year. And I think about all that's happened this year. It really feels like an inflection point. If the industry and the people running this industry use it as an opportunity to kind of reimagine not just what retail can be, but what the fashion industry can be. And if you take those strands of inclusion and diversity and ethics and consumption and sustainability and technology, there's so many exciting things to think about in terms of how we can create a better fashion industry. I was really taken earlier this year with um, an editorial written by the Indian novelist Arundhati Roy, who wrote a piece in the Financial Times, which just really struck me. And she said something like the fact that historically pandemics have offered an opportunity to create a different world, a different way of working, a different way of engaging with business, a different way of engaging with each other as people. And I think 
we're still in the middle of the pandemic. You know, don't get me wrong. You know, vaccines are starting to be distributed, but we don't even fully yet realize or grasp just how fundamental and consequential this moment is. And it's incumbent upon us to take the time and take this opportunity to kind of reimagine what the industry can be. And yes, there'll always be beautiful things that people want to buy and there'll always be the role of fashion to create desire and to create beauty and to create aspiration and to offer sources of inspiration. But clearly we need to do that in a different way now because the way everything that was working, the speed at which things were moving, the amount of waste that was created by the industry, the overconsumption that we as an industry have been encouraging through the way we market and the way we create and the way we emphasize temporary style as opposed to lasting quality. All of those things can be reimagined now. And the customer and the consumer is moving much more quickly on these things than the industry. And it's the industry's role to catch up. And as you said, everything's been peeled back now. And the COVID situation has made inequality in our society and in the fashion industry so transparent and so obvious. It's made us all aware about all the stuff that we are like sitting with quite literally as we kind of shelter in place at our in our homes and you know many people have found themselves emptying out closets full of clothes that they haven't worn for ages questioning like why do i need all of these things and so my biggest fear is that we would return back to the same model and the same approach and the same mindset that we had pre covid and what i'd love to see is the future of the fashion industry being an industry that still retains the best of our industry, which is creativity and inspiration and and being a really important part of culture, but also then applying that inspiration and those cultural influences and creating those products in a way that's just more responsible. And that's, for me, the biggest challenge that we have as an industry ahead of us. The 10-episode compilation is produced by Westwood Westwood and edited by Jason Stewart.